0: It's annoying because they're good. That's the problem. Like, I get so pissed off. Damn it. He did another one, and it actually works. And again, and I got to acknowledge it. It's infuriating. Just frosts me.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal here to suck a little less every day. My name is Chris Tunkinson. and my name's Frank Cole, and this is episode number forty-five, recorded October
0: twenty-sixth, twenty twenty-one. I got some cool news from uh, from my boss Justin. Uh, just an interesting doubt thing. It. So we're we're actually we're actually badass as it turns out. So- doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Press X to doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spamming uh, <laughs> the, um, so, so my, my, my boss is named, a uh, guy by the name of Justin Dossy. He is one of the founders of a podcast service called Podomatic, which is still in business today. Um, he's no longer mm-hmm. involved with the, uh, with the company at this point, but needless to say, he knows a thing or two about podcasting. So he has been working on his audio setup at work. Uh, I would like to think at least in part because of the influence that I have had. Um, so. Since this is a podcast, no one knows, but I tend to- and You I mean the influence this- that I have had through you as proxy, right? Sure. You know what? I'll yeah. let you have that one today. I'm feeling generous. I just make sure the power dynamic is clear for mm-hmm. all involved. Sure. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Nobody getting any false hopes.
0: Right, right. Well, of course, of course. So I have been pushing at work for uh, having, the, for having the, the microphone in the shot, inside the camera shot, when you're on Zoom calls, I think this is really important. When you're doing your your virtual presentation, I think this is the 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 equivalent of the the digital equivalent of the suit. I'm not sure if we've talked about this on the show. I've said it so many times at work, I've lost count. Um, I think that it just shows you spend some time, you spend some money, putting together a professional setup, and it looks good. It, 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 and it ha- is
1: it is entirely subconscious. That's not an executive thought process. Right. I think anybody on the other end who's not into this stuff has. They just think, "Man, you sound great." At mic drop. At, right. Well, okay. N- yeah. No pun intended. Man, you sound really great, and instantly your credibility score goes up by about over nine thousand. Right.
0: And they and 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 you can just reinforce the the validity of that opinion that they have. By having the actual microphone in the shot, if they see that it is not simply that, that little black dot on the lid of your laptop and it sounds really good. Oh, I mean, they spent some time and money on it. It's impressive. It sounds good. And it also, it, it becomes a nice conversation opener. You talk about how, you know, it's, it, uh, we have a lot of conversations this way. We do so much communication, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a great way to icebreak and it leaves a very, very positive impression. So I am always, yeah. always pushing for this. So anyway... Justin has recently updated his uh, his gear. Again, I'd like to think due to my influence. And uh, we were talking about the gear and the setups and things like that. And the nat- the conversation naturally devolved into the podcast. Um, and and uh, so we were talking about how the show is put together. And he is talking about it in a very, um, I don't know if it's standard or traditional style podcast where you have an A role and a B role and you have an intro and an outro and maybe some kind of bridge piece in the middle and then some ads or something like that. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that's true. That's how all this stuff works, but we don't, we don't have any of that. I, I, we were, I was talking about how I record the sa- the sound intro and outro as we go, it gets captured into the show. Yeah. As we go, I've got the soundboard and we just do it. And we just kind of except for the
1: occasional minor edit. uh, The only thing we do in post is pull out a quote for the for the start, and everything else is uh, what they they call it live to tape, I believe.
0: Yeah, live to take. So I do. Yeah, we do not have. And the point that we ended up talking about was the fact that we do not have a whole lot of post. I do, like you said, pull quote for the start. I listen through. I do some edit and clean up on some certain background noises. I I remove some deep breathing and and some some minor stuff like that. But it doesn't take long. It's not much. And um, I explained that, you know, that, that, that allows us to do the show for an hour and get out and still have plenty of time for, you know, the rest of our yeah. lives. And he went, Oh wow. Single take. Not everyone does single take. That's pretty hardcore. I'm, you know, that's pretty cool. And I said, yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, there you go, go yeah, us, that's, that's yeah, go us. That's, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. And so, uh, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, to coming from a guy of that, uh, of that level of, of, of knowledge of this sort of thing. So yeah. that was pretty neat. Yeah. So, so nice. good, good for us. Good for us good on us. Yeah. And shout dude. out to Justin. Yeah. Shout out to Justin. have I actually, have I talked about for being that?
1: such a loyal listener and supporter of this show?
0: <laughs> I think in the same conversation I said to him, have you actually listened to our show before? Because you would probably <laughs> wait a minute, it doesn't sound like you have actually heard it. <laughs> You're asking questions that would suggest that you are not, in fact, familiar with the format of this of this program. <laughs> 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 so, um, have I talked about it on the show? The uh, you know having the having the the microphone in the shot. Did we talk about that? I don't want to be the dead I'm horse sure if we've talked about that. because okay. yeah,
1: we've done a couple of episodes on like audio quality and yeah. office gear. Okay. I sure don't want yeah, sure to be. I don't want to talked dead horse. about it. Yeah, it's
0: just. I mean, yeah. if you've got it, you should you should flaunt it a little bit. You can do it without being an obnoxious um, tool bag about it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's see. Well, I can. I had another interesting. This was a this was a funny observation. Um, so I had a, uh, I have a DigitalOcean account, a personal DigitalOcean account, and it had nothing in there. It had an old image or something in there and I hadn't touched it in mm-hmm. ages. And uh, the credit card that was on the account expired and it sent me a bunch of expiration notices. And I was just waiting because I, I, I didn't care. It was like a buck 50 for the, for the bill. And I just kept seeing it and I just kept putting it off. I was going to pay it. I just, you know, kept ignoring it because I, I knew I would take care of it and it was not a big deal. And I'm, I'm going to pay you. I'll have, the, I'll have the money next week. I swear. Where's my money, man? Where's my money? <laughs> um, they did not go all stewy with, uh, you know, with, a, with a bar or a flamethrower on me. They um, didn't get real tired of you ducking them. They did not get real tired <laughs> of me ducking you, man. <laughs> so uh, what I found interesting, though, was it reached a point where they sent a bunch of warnings and then they you know, they terminated the account. Uh, Oops, okay, I waited mm-hmm. too long. Let me go in and fix this. And so right. I go to click the button to pay it back. And when I clicked the button to pay the bill, it logged me, <clears throat> excuse me. It logged me in like straight up. I hadn't logged in in ages. It skipped login. It skipped, uh, it skipped the, the secondary off code. It skipped everything. Oh. It went right to the, here's your bill. That's interesting your UX. Uh, yeah. 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 Interesting and kind of questionable. And so it's just like, oh, oh, isn't this interesting? Security just kind of just goes.
1: Well, but, whoo, but now, okay. So, window. so you, okay. So you put your card details in and mm-hmm. then did you have to actually log in at that point? Like, did and, it bounce you back to off? Cause I would expect like, I get where they were going. I, mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. It does. If you, you know. If, if you don't understand on the face of it, it seems a little janky, but we, you know, we understand why, why it it, is the way that they've constructed it. But I would expect, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, but I would expect though, once I've settled the balance, now I have to actually auth before Mm -hmm. I'm able to do anything on the account. I'm curious if that was the case. So it was, or they say, look, you've, you've paid
0: for it now. And so you, it's yours. (laughs) So it was halfway. And so it was mm-hmm. actually, so halfway is still none. So but they still get a, they still get a failing grade for me. So what happened was after I paid the bill, I was able to go back to the normal. At this point mm-hmm. I had seen, like, I, I recognized enough of the interface to go, this is a logged in session and they're treating this like a logged in session. And I haven't logged in. All I did was click their link in their email. And so red flag was already up. So now I was curious. So I paid the bill almost because I wanted to just complete this experiment <laughs> The, after I was logged in, I was able to go to the homepage. I was able to navigate around. I was able to see my resources and do all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What I decided to do because I was sick of paying the bill was just to get rid of that image that had been just sort of hanging around. So I went to delete the image and it Mm -hmm. took me all the way to the point of being able to delete the image. And then I got an inline error message when I tried to delete the image. And so in order to delete the image, then I actually to. had to, but I was still, I wasn't off for that, but I was off to inside the site and navigating around. And right. so all you, that you had stuff. full
1: read privileges, but you couldn't write
0: anything is what it looked like without yes. actually authing. That's a, that's a, that's a that's fail. That's a security fail right there. They should not have allowed yes. me to go anywhere near that stuff. Right, that, but you had to, but, but you, when you, but when you went to that,
1: you know, you sorted your inbox by DigitalOcean date descending and you clicked the last link, that link had a token in it that did identify you. So it's not as if I could have tried to get into your account and pay your bill and read all of your stuff. Uh, you, ha- you would have had to have had that link. Yeah. Which limits the scope pretty significantly.
0: Yeah, but I can still, I could still, in theory, you know, use yes. Okay. So, I mean, it, because when think com- about the logic here. Play this, play this
1: all the way through. Mm-hmm. If I have read access to your inbox, I can pwn all of your accounts anyhow. Yeah. So, what's the, so I'm not like, I'm not I don't thinking, know where the actual fail is. Well, I'm not thinking there. about,
0: uh, well, I'm not thinking about read access to my inbox. I'm actually thinking about, like, their, for the sake of
1: just for the sake I'm of having about- a good fight here, I'm going to take DigitalOcean side on this just <laughs> for funsies. <laughs> all
0: right. Here we go. So, I don't have any concern or care about the email per se and the fact that it attached this token or that mm-hmm. it gave me this direct line to pay my bill. I get, like right. you said early on, I get from a UX perspective why they would do that. they are trying to get that that barrier as low as possible to make it very easy for me to give them their money. Of of course, they're no. going to make that easy. I'm totally in favor of that. That's good user mm-hmm. experience. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. The problem is the stuff that comes after it. That, page that interface that component should be 100% isolated from the site at large i should not be able to go anywhere near my real my real interface and my real assets and my real account even if it is read only so it's not about it's not about the risk of an attacker getting access to my email it's the risk of this piece this component of their infrastructure being in some other way uh, leveraged against them, so not not somebody getting a hold of my token, but somebody understanding that ah okay they've got this this piece here where you can get into the billing stuff without actually logging in, and it still gives you whatever that permission is. If I can achieve that permission, then I can see other things. You know, it, most most um, most security breaches. Are ac- actually a sequence of breaches. I do this thing, and then I do this other thing, and then I do this other thing, and eventually I get. There. Yeah.
1: Remember here, I'm playing. I'm playing Do. Uh, so okay. I'm not. I don't really feel like taking business development advice from a derelict that can't even pay his hosting bill. So next caller, please. <laughs> uh, this, this, you are. You did request. I, I, you did you formally know, it,
0: request. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I, I can't imagine DigitalOcean would. Talk to a customer, paying or otherwise. That way, I've actually met yes. these guys. They're quite nice, and they and they
1: publish it and they publish it on on FM radio for all this all <laughs> no, the year. Do
0: they now? Do
1: they? Yes. <laughs> Digital Ocean, you're an idiot. No.
0: Get the hell out of here! And you,
1: Thank you very much. You have and you have requested from the council of Chris half fail. That is a fifty percent fail rating. I will give you thirty three percent point three. Repeating, of course. Um. <laughs> because okay. you have just like you have just proven I mean you're, you're absolutely right and your your comments about this should have been a discrete component uh the temporary authorization should be Ill, you know restricted not just write only for that piece but read only for that piece also I'm with you there yeah um and you're not wrong that one of the one of the um that's a big uh, we would call that an information leakage or or mm-hmm. or potentially opens you up to a greater surface area of side channel attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, when you glean some extra there was a guy famous example, and I forget who it was in the in the in the heat of our our spirited debate here, but there was a guy a few years ago had all of his stuff popped. And it turned out that the malactor had, you know, gotten gotten you know normally when you when you look at a website and you look at your credit card it'll show you the last four digits right right um and i think it was amazon or i think it was amazon in that in that case showed the last five mm-hmm. and he was able to use that extra digit and then a social engineering attack against somebody else to get a part of an address and then something else and you know it was a combination of informa- info leak and side channel uh, uh exposure mm-hmm. um combined with a lot of social engineering and then he was able to like get the guy's iCloud account or something and, and delete a bunch of his kids photos which is just tragic um but it was a good case study and how exactly this kind of thing happens okay great now i know what the private ip of your droplet is and now i know mm-hmm. uh, you know these exactly. other details exactly. and so you know um how many people have precious things in production and are not paying their bills like and and to the point and this is where i go down to a third blame instead of a full half. Again, the only way I'm getting that level of access into the account is having stolen the link from your email, which means I can do much more dangerous and interesting things than look at some stuff that I shouldn't be able to see in one site. I
0: think you're underestimating.
1: The exposure there is is a lot worse than... You're you're thinking bad digital ocean, they expose things they should have. 100% correct. 100% 100% correct on their part, right? But the like, my concern would be how'd somebody get that link in the first place? Because you okay. got a ton of other
0: problems. Yeah. So that you're are thinking, important. right? So we're still, so, so, so we're being, we're being dumb humans here. Cause I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm talking past you on, on this one. I, I no, my no, concern you're is not, you're, my, your, my concern is not the you're you're
1: upset at DigitalOcean because they're exposing information they shouldn't be. I'm with you, you want, yeah, but I'm it's with not you.
0: even Yeah, it goes beyond that it's not just simply exposing my information you know in, in this and that, and that this approach, email link giving me read-only access plus the ability to enter a credit card like yes, okay that's that's bad that's mm-hmm. not the point. The point is okay. the, the core structure of their system allows for a session to exist with read only with read only access and that that session is able to be created in some way without actually going through the proper credentialing process so skip email like like remove email okay what i'm talking about is there is a door on their system that is not does not have a full lock on it well, okay. better
1: analogy would be there exists a window that, that somebody can look through rather than saying a door because that's a, a mutative action entering the space, oh right? Better analogy better is a force.
0: window. You, you're, you and your geez, yes. You're, it's kind of your thing. No, I get it. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> it's just I hear them all the time.
1: It's annoying. I, I, yeah. It's
0: annoying because they're good. That's the problem. Like, I get so pissed off. Damn it. You did another <laughs> one and it actually works. And again, and I got to acknowledge it. It's <laughs> infuriating. Just frosts me retro jam. so ridiculous. So, yes, yeah, right. It, it's a it's a window. Now, one way through that window to continue this analogy, which is admittedly good, damn you, is through the email link. The but email you're link. saying that's there. not
1: the actual issue. The root issue is that the window exists it, at all. Exactly.
0: And there could be other ways through the window. You've got the email. There's no reason that somebody couldn't build a ladder you know again analogy speaking here yeah. to to go through that window in some other fashion you know security it only takes a tiny little crack you know it's like it's like you know it's like water inside the crack of stone you know it only takes a tiny little crack and you know the the water will find its way in and so you really want your security to be as airtight as possible that's why this is so flagrant to me not because oh it's an email it's in, they would have to have access to your email. no that's not the blast radius that i'm thinking about you know i'm thinking much more uh you know, much more direct you know it's 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 not the it's not the email it's the presence of the window like you said and so you I, I, it shouldn't exist it just should not exist so that's why i called it such a such a flagrant um flagrant thing um, anytime you can, anytime you can tighten things up, tighten your belt on Yeah, you You may have, you, you may
1: have, you may have earned back the, you know, 16.6 repeating percent of blame that you originally requested. You did that math in your head pretty Chris. fast. I'm impressed. Good job. Because you like, like saying, okay, well it's limited to email. You had to read email. If they do that, then you got a bigger problem. That's all, that's still valid. That's still, that's still valid. But, you're right in that the underlying mechanism's existence relying on an email being secret, well that's that's just obscurity. If the if the mechanism exists to create these sessions that allow that read access. Yeah. I mean you'd have to you'd have to understand a little bit more about their their architecture, but Correct. I would it- I think I'll yeah, I'll give you I'll give you the half.
0: I'll hey, right. I'll All right. All right. All right. Don't on, get on, cocky. Yeah. No, I was supposed to, that was supposed to cut out seven seconds ago. Sorry. <laughs> I, wasn't, I, wasn't <laughs> trying to, I wasn't trying to milk it. I wasn't trying to milk it. I promise. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the problem. And yet, by itself, probably innocuous. Most vulnerabilities, I mean, if you think about it, yeah. most security exploits happen because of exactly the thought process that you just went through. Oh well, it's just this thing, and it's just in this small space. Yeah, but if you take this thing and this other thing, all of a sudden you have a wide open door. And you looked at those two seemingly innocuous things. That's well, modern like
1: modern ex. The the meaningful modern exploits are not just a big thing, right? It's a chain. It's it's a chain. The kill chain. That's what. that's
0: how the analysis works. Yeah, Mm
1: it's not a good, not a bad point. Yeah.
0: So you can't look at these things and think, oh, they're seemingly innocuous. Yeah, by itself, it is seemingly innocuous. It actually is by itself completely innocuous. That's not the concern. The concern is how that thing might be combined with another thing. And so that's why you always should be looking to tighten up your security when and where it makes sense and and removing these kinds of loopholes. Because so DO no is reason. a
1: commercial failure. <laughs> Its directors should be jailed and you're going to dump all of your stock.
0: Is that That is I mean, clearly. Is Dio public? No, uh, I think they're still private. I don't think so. I think they're private. I think they're private. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're still private. And whatever they are, I hope they're doing well. Because I actually really like DigitalOcean. I think they do a very, very good job. Honestly, I think DigitalOcean, I met some of these guys at a, at a conference one time. And I went over to them and it explained how I really like their, their product line. I think they actually do a really good job going up against the likes of, of AWS and GCP. Um, Mm -hmm. they have made an overt decision to move away from that space. They do not want to compete with them. So they try and stand apart. One of the ways that they do that is they don't, they lack some of the enterprise functionality that the other bigger clouds do like, um, uh, single, you know, single sign on type things, right. You know, being able to connect your, the infrastructure you build in there to a active directory, uh, or, you know, other, um, you know, there's other single sign on functionality. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, man, just do the single sign on, just give me that one thing. And I can hand you a whole bunch of customer, and, but they don't want to. And oh, I go back and forth about this. Cause on the one hand I can, I feel like they're following their, following their hedgehog concept, staying focused where they want to stay focused, smaller uh, startups, hobbyist type stuff. That's where they want to be. On the other hand, their stuff is so good. I don't see why I wouldn't want to use that in an enterprise environment. That's the, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it.
1: Yeah. No. So it looks like they are public. Uh, oh. They're on. They're listed on NYSE. DOCN is the symbol. Uh, and they're they're at about ninety seven, almost ninety eight dollars now, uh, as of this morning. i A- about open. double their.
0: I was about double their list price. I would. I'm. I'm about I would to go about to buy some 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 DO there. Uh-huh. Yeah. We we so. we are not uh, we are play. not financial advisors. Do not listen to a damn yeah. thing we say.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> am not. But if you lose money, you can blame Frank. He is providing <laughs> financial advice, and you should
0: take it without seeking professional counsel, <laughs> and then sue his pants off. Digital Ocean, D O C N, Digital Ocean. Yeah. yeah, how about that? Cool. It was just earlier this year in March. Oh, Congratulations! Well, you know what? I
1: I would like to support that. Congratulations, yeah, DigitalOcean. We love you. <laughs> even though Frank wants your leadership jailed.
0: Funny how these things escalate when you're involved. That was no that 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 was quoted on a podcast. I, I that was yeah. from yeah. Yes. yeah, it was quoted on your podcast from your mouth just now, like five minutes, ninety ago. seconds ago. It wasn't even five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting seconds, not minutes, not hours, not days.
1: That's like the conspiracy
0: theory when? where somebody, somebody from a defense. Seconds ago, do you remember how old? Oh my gosh! You were way back. When, oh my gosh! Ninety. That crazy now, hairstyle. Now minute now, two minutes that ago. That crazy hairstyle I oh, had. Oh man, those. Oh, were the I was days. just
1: a kid. I was just a
0: kid. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, you didn't know your ass from a hole in the ground. You still don't, and I mean, it's been a whole two minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> Jerk.
1: It's the whole thing where, like, you know, the, the conspiracy theory where somebody from, like, a defense contractor leaks something that the defense department is going to do, and then the defense department, and then the media picks it up, and then the, and then the government quotes that, and then the media quotes the government's uh, response, and then the contractor uses that as their justification for changing markets and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like if you actually follow the chain all the way down it's just buffoon it's just complete Turtles,
0: man. fabrication i mean yeah. it's it's wagging the dog it's turtling all markets the way are, down
1: yep markets are weird dude markets I, are so super the whole, weird so we're talking markets we've been talking at games the last few weeks so like should
0: have you followed the gme thing at all gme uh game the stop i haven't yeah. been following it recently i know that that was the um you know, that was the the meme stock. And I know that there's still some people yeah. invested in it to the moon. It stonks heavily, heavily. So it like it started the year at like five bucks mm-hmm. and,
1: you know, blew up to, I don't know, a few hundred. And, and even today, it's like almost two hundred dollars. And everybody's still waiting for the, the massive short squeeze. Yeah. Uh, and it hasn't <laughs>
0: happened. And they're holding it and they are. They're, they're really taking some, the people who are doing the shorting are getting taken to the cleaners on this. It's pretty funny.
1: That's a new MOAS was a new term that I hadn't heard until recently. Mother of all short squeezes, which is exactly (laughs) this, like a couple of bigger institutions (laughs) will short and then, uh, retail traders basically band together and, and force them to close out their positions. Um, This is not the first time this happened, but it's interesting to watch. And then uh, there's rumor. So that, uh, Wu-Tang Clan uh, produced an album and then sold exactly one copy. And then uh, I forget the guy's name, but he went bankrupt or got jailed or something and had to sell it. And so some Dow bought it or bought the pieces of it. And there's a rumor that GameStop, it's a little more than rumor at this point. Uh, but GameStop is building an NFT platform, like a Web3 NFT platform. And they've partnered with the DAO that bought the Wu-Tang album. So the 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 strategy is that they're going to build a Web3 gaming platform with, with NFT. And their like big bang go-to-market announcement is going to be that they're selling the Wu-Tang Clan album NFTs on their platform. Oh, and that like I th- the the reason I bring that up is be- like, I think that could be the trigger to, to, to uh, that should be, that could be the trigger for the short squeeze, like the massive, the massive pump that everybody, you know, you look at the, the Reddit, you know, the, the, the wall street bets guys, like the, the gets, massive yeah. moonshot that they're all waiting for. Mm-hmm. That could legitimately be it. And they could like meme themselves back into a viable competitor in the marketplace. It's, the whole story is just phenomenal. It's just bonkers. If, it, if, 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 it if that actually happens, it's just insane. Like you cannot beat the internet, man. <laughs> like and, you and cannot, you, you can have everything to, right. You, know. you can be right in every sense of the term and the internet will take you down just because. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it will. It really, really will. I, it, uh, that's it. Do you do you have any investment in NFTs, the non fungible tokens? Do you, do you have any of those?
1: No, I don't have I don't have any NFTs. No, I I, I think that stuff is. Have you looked into it? I I looked at it a yeah. little bit. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah. It's, That's a crazy. It's an. Stuff. It, that's a. So I think that's like your. You start looking at NFTs, then you immediately get into like the DeFi and the the like the layer two protocols like Loopring and stuff. Like the, the NFTs. That's a blockchain is a problem uh, is a solution looking for a problem, right? That's kind of the really way that is. I've been that's, thinking that's about what,
0: it. That's where our insert and, blockchain collect Maserati term comes from, right?
1: Right, and <laughs> it is like okay, so it is solving like you can make the argument, the economic argument that the tokens are are stores of value or currency, whichever. You know, I don't want to offend any any crypto nerds that are listening, but you can say that. That's the problem that the technology was invented to solve, and maybe it's not, you know, ticker BTC, but the technology is solving that problem, and we're seeing the market uh, cap adoption play out that that is the case, and sure. that's all it that ever was meant to be, and we're quite happy if that's true. I think there are a ton of other possible applications for this technology, um, but it's like a huge solution that has is starting to solve a big problem and has potential to solve just umpteen other huge problems we're just waiting to see how impactful this can be nfts are like that but just a little less like i think they will be maybe one of the killer apps for the like for the the smart contract space i i don't think gifts are the uh <laughs> the the implementation that we've been waiting for right that doesn't that doesn't quite
0: yeah you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah so you you see it more as so okay so yes i i agree uh and if actually you know what hold on a second back up a step because you 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 mentioned you didn't want to you know, hold on you wanted to talk about the you, we you might as well just play that at the start of every episode. I, I mean, I'm i not going to do it every. <laughs> I, I could have done it at the start of this episode. I said, I sidebarred twice. I inceptioned yeah. myself going into this show. So <laughs> I went, I went two sidebars deep. If you, if you go back to the videotape, two see if you can catch where it happened. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, not wanting to offend the, the crypto nerds. Cause you talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, currency versus what was the term? And so I, store of value versus okay, so currency, uh, you know. store of value versus currency. Why would crypto nerds be offended by this? I, I, you're much deeper, admittedly, than I am in this space. So you may. All right. Uh,
1: a brief brief aside, just as a as a history lesson, to level said yeah, so you, you, I I, a I lot already of people
0: past your glass, man. You're good. Go for it.
1: No, right. But I'm, I'm like I'm then I'm ta- putting a shot glass next to that and saying oh. we got to take another oh, little, okay. you well, know, hold on. There you
0: go. All right. See, second drink.
1: You you may be surprised to hear this. A lot of people don't realize that nerds get passionate about stupid details.
0: What? Stop.
1: No, never heard this before. <laughs> uh, no. So that so in, in economic like like gold is a great store of value traditionally. All right. Please send your hate mail to slash dev slash null. Gold is traditionally a great store of value. Right? it's not it's not easy to hold. It's not easy to trade. It's slow. It's cumbersome. But is really valuable, mm-hmm. and the you know the intrinsic value is that it's limited and difficult to get a hold of, right? As right. opposed to paper money, like a dollar dollar bill, y'all, uh, is considered much more easily liquid. It's it's better for trade, right? Um, actual day to day transactional trade, and so the <clears throat> what so the it seems like has been. An analogy is I can walk into a been, store
0: and use a paper bill much faster and easier right. than I could walk into a store and use a, a gold, gold coin, coin to buy exactly something. right. right. Okay. Exactly right.
1: So if you have nominal, nominal amounts of wealth and you want to transact in it on a daily basis, most conveniently, you that wealth will come in the form of dollar bills, right? Um, if you have a much greater amount of wealth and you do not need to transact in it, yeah, I mean, there's financial instruments, but gold would be your hedge against inflation and gold would be um a more intrinsically valuable store of value but you're not transacting in it that seems to be the way in my humble opinion the way that the crypto markets are playing out um bitcoin like a you know and i'm not even gonna say original please don't you know hate mail to frank at hotcoals.com i com. i prefer um, your dev
0: null but go ahead
1: yeah no i prefer sending it to you mm. uh let's just say for the sake of argument for you know if you know you know let's just say btc is Traditional Bitcoin, and that's a whole fraught discussion, but the price keeps going up. It's really volatile, but it's steadily increasing in value commensurate with demand. And so it turns out that it's a pretty good store of value over time, relative to other protocols and other tokens, which are a lot easier to transact in. So let me paint. Let me let me make that tactical. <clears throat> Bitcoin blocks are mined every ten minutes. And because of the demand for the platform, transaction fees are relatively high. And even after the 10 minutes have elapsed, you don't have enough confirmations to gain faith that the transaction succeeded, right? Typically, you would say a transaction takes about six blocks or an hour before it's, quote, confirmed, unquote, for Bitcoin. Right. So, high transaction fees, like no matter how much BTC I'm trying to send you, it could cost me 30 bucks to send it to you in terms of USD spot value, and it's going to take an hour before you're actually confident that you got it. As opposed to other protocols that, uh, where blocks are mined every three seconds or every 15 seconds, transaction fees are fractions of a penny in terms of spot USD value um it's much more liquid it's easier to transact in so what 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 you see playing out is kind of three immediate applications one is digital gold and i think btc has been winning that at least till this point then there's digital cash and so um you've got uh you've got couple Bitcoin cash and you know there's there's a, there's a, a bunch there's of a different of them, uh, yeah. i mean yeah um it, like even solana and so there's a bunch of them. Um, and then you've got like smart contracts. So the, the real like DAP stuff, uh, like Ethereum, Solana, Polkadot, Cardano, that are these distributed computation frameworks, basically, um, that on which you can layer a elect, uh, like a digital gold protocol or a digital cash protocol or a smart contract protocol, or literally anything else you can imagine because they're touring complete environments, um. Those are sort of the three. So, so store of value versus currency is like, well, maybe BTC is a good store of value, uh, but like Bitcoin Cash is a better currency because um, when you start calling something a currency, one of the things you look for is stability. And I don't think anybody's really looking at the, at the price graph for Bitcoin over literally any time frame and suggesting that there's like stability in the the USD spot valuation. So um, that that's kind of the the a store of value versus currency debate. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so Bitcoin and is it the could, store you know, it's, of value. Right, yeah. it's the gold. It's the store of value. Ethereum so I, and those uh, other yeah, ones would currently be more it looks, like currency it's, it's in terms of right. how they act. Even though under the hood, it's the same technology, basically doing the same basic work. They've got implementation differences, obviously, but there's, you know, they are doing fundamentally the same thing, which is also- very. The, the gold yeah. analogy, that works. Gold is a currency. It is, you know, you can use it for value, to trade for value. And just like you can use currency to trade for value. Right. But, on, you know, they are very so you hear different a lot of implementations of it.
1: Right, right. So, so like, my, my midterm prediction is that BTC kind of keeps solidifying as the digital gold. BCH, which is Bitcoin Cash, becomes a more pervasive form of daily currency because the, the protocols tuned better for that Mm -hmm. um and then you have you know ethereum but could be again dot or ada or you know whatever soul um become the tokens for the distributed contract protocols that are that are running everything And i think that and a lot of a lot of the other coins that you're seeing are really just tokens on top of ethereum the Mm -hmm. ethereum network Um, but then that's got isn't that what dogecoin
0: is isn't that what dogecoin is is that an ethereum layer is doge
1: I think it might. I think that might be an ERC twenty. I don't know. Mm. I'm yeah. I'm shocked that it still has any value. That I'm sort of, amazed
0: I, that, I, that this that is a has perfect lasted. case yes. study, like a perfect uh, case of, study of for Internet. economists
1: because huge swaths of people said fundamentals. we don't need no stinking fundamentals. <laughs> let's make an.
0: <laughs> we'll let's take make something. Currency based on a meme dog. Well, you can make it. That's
1: fine, but the fact that it was worth seventy cents earlier this year is absurd. It has it has zero <laughs> fundamental value because the thing, the thing that makes any of these crypto tokens valuable is allegedly the scarcity. At Doge is an infinite fountain. There's there's no there's no <laughs> scarcity whatsoever. So what do you have? It. I mean, if you well, that's look, kind of like bought,
0: the U.S. currency. Actually, now that you've stopped and uh, think about that, hmm. the thing <laughs> is though, there are people who bought millions of doge
1: at one one thousandth of a cent and then sold when it hit 60 cents and and are now laughing on their way from one Lamborghini dealer to the next Ferrari dealer, right? I mean, that's that's a real thing that's happened. But the fact that the price has stayed in any denomination of cents, Mm -hmm. is just mind boggling to me. I don't know how this is possible. I don't get it. There's no (laughs) fundamental value Whatsoever. And the market said, nah,
0: we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> okay. I think that's going to be one of those things. I mean, as this space continues to mature and stabilizes and, and it formulates around some, some accepted players and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, some, some more predetermined um, uh, social norms for how it's going to act mm-hmm. and who's going to use it and the why and the how. I think you're going to look at Dogecoin and go, yeah, that was one of those aberrations that, uh, you know. Yeah. Like, and they and say, the, oh, the, the argument against BTC is always, ah, oh, tulips, tulips, tulips. No, that's Doge. It's just, <laughs> tulips. Is except
1: Doge. tulips are more, <laughs> except tulips have more fundamental utility than
0: Doge. <laughs> I think it costs more than 70 cents for a tulip these days too. Probably. Oh my gosh. Um you, you know, there's, I look at it as a, it's almost like a second dot-com boom. That's the way I look at the digital currency stuff. It's the same kind of thing where it's, there's, there's all sorts of new possibility. It's unexplored. We don't really know what's going to happen yet. And, and everyone's just and, sort of um, scrambling to figure it out. And so you end up with some really... In hindsight, they are zany things. Weird things. Pets. Yeah, because you have com. a thousand people trying a
1: yeah. hundred different experiments right. each and somebody nobody knows. Why not?
0: Let's try it. Right. You know, so pets.com yeah. or um uh uh who was it who bought MySpace? and then promptly just like uh um was that the um Whoever bought, MySpace, who bought for, MySpace Yeah, MySpace got bought for some obscene amount of money and then it, you know, it promptly went nowhere, fell over. Yeah. Um, you know, so you get um and the uh Zynga. What was the uh I, <laughs> now you're just now you're just like naming random crap on the internet today. <laughs> Zynga. Um the uh um what was the currency? What was the digital currency thing? That Whoopi Goldberg was the spokesperson for. Do you remember that? Oh don't know. Oh don't yeah, know there was yes. Uh, I uh, was I, this I, like within this the last in, decade. This was in the dot. No, this was dot com. <clears throat> this was this was late. Oh, 90s oh you turned back dot com. The actual okay. dot com boom. Uh, okay. I, I, I currency. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, f- <laughs> Flu's. That's it. Flues. F-L-O-O-Z. <laughs> they, went, they went defunct. They went belly up, uh, but it was online floos. in 1999. It was supposed to be a digital I currency. I don't think I remember this. You don't floos. remember flus? Oh, they showed Whoopi, that's such like, a horrible name too. stuff in a too. store with flus. Yeah, like it was going to become, you weren't going to buy things with cash. You were going to buy it with flus. <laughs> Flues. <laughs> And We've you come could come up you with some actually,
1: dumb names on the internet, but at ranks.
0: <laughs> uh, they, they Some people look at it as a precursor to you know, digital currency, a precursor to, to cryptocurrencies. The problem was that it didn't have any intrinsic value the way that digital currencies do because there was no Well, there, there, were, a no number of, there were a number of... I mean,
1: everybody was talking about e-cash uh, at the end of the 90s, beginning of the yeah. aughts, and, and that was a very... I mean, that was, that was the thing, right? You have, you have, you have the internet, you got to have internet money and everybody was e-cash and they were all recreations of the, the fiat networks and structures. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's not bad, but it, but it also doesn't add actual value because you have all of the same problems and all of the same risks with additional problems and risks because it's also digital. Um, And so the, the, the magic of blockchain is that yeah it can actually be scarce and and it is non-manipulable and and that's that's it i mean that's a deflationary currency currency in a nutshell right uh which is what we have and it's pretty cool i'm (laughs) but it is such a outside of currency i see this as being the transformational technology the next couple of decades like there's no i don't think you can overstate how important this is going to become in hindsight Mm -hmm. um I just, it just needs better use. It just, we, we just got to find, we have to ask the questions because it's the answer to a few of them. Right. Like Pepsi made a bunch of press a few years back because, oh, Pepsi, we're using Bitcoin or, you know, whatever, their blockchain, I think they said generically, we're using blockchain uh, to solve problem, real problems in our supply chain. And I heard that on like a radio ad or whatever it was. Pepsi's using for supply chain. All right. Well, and I'm thinking from my that. head like, all right, could see that. Like, how would you use, how would you apply, like what problems, what supply chain problems would actually be a good use case to be solved by blockchain technology? And I'm thinking through and a couple of little idea buds and I'm not really getting there. And so I do some research over the next couple of days after, you know, whenever this was. And I realized that what they mean by supply chain is uh, ads, no. Their digital ad Uh-oh. wing was using blockchain for their funnel tracking. It was like, oh. uh, that's that's a that's a fail. That's a that's a supply mega. chain for your advertising I mean, funnel. Get no. the flip out of here. <laughs> I mean, shut your mouth. Le-
0: I mean, leave it to a, leave it to you know. The, they ad- they talked about blockchain in their ads. It came from the ad department, you know, like it was just an excuse oh, yeah. for them to yeah. say it in the ads. So, I mean, and
1: they got money. I guarantee you, there was I'm a sure stock they bump did. on that. I mean, you but know, I
0: actually, you know, I, I wasn't there. I, a
1: burger joint? Wasn't there a burger joint that that just put blockchain in some of their commercials and they saw a tangible increase in stock price that quarter? Yeah, uh, that was maybe two years ago or something. I don't, Somebody I, just oh, Out Burger blockchain Out
0: Burger. I don't know. I don't remember who it
1: was. I honestly, I think in terms of like, like. F- so in terms of food and beverage industry, I would not be surprised to see Domino be the first ones because yeah. they're edgy, and I don't, I don't know how campy it is they bet, versus they, they legitimate desire to. Be, their pizza is crap.
0: To, <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs> their so bad. Like, never mind the fact that we have pizza. Look at all this cool stuff we're doing. <laughs> There's
1: poor Velveeta on some Spaghettios, and it would be a better pizza than that crap.
0: Oh my gosh, that sounds so disgusting.
1: I mean it sounds before I've had worse. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, I live in Amish Country, Pennsylvania. Anybody like literally when we moved here, we look at my wife, uh, my wife's Italian or fat, you know, she's got family from Italy and, and we came from Philly. And so we're used to some pretty good pizza and we came out here and I'm like, gosh, oh, she wants, it's her favorite food, pizza and broccoli. She would subsist entirely on pizza and broccoli. Pizza and uh, so broccoli. We for pizza. Interesting
0: comment. You know, you can put broccoli on pizza. Does your wife you know can, this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not, not at the same time. Like she just likes vegetables oh. and also likes pizza. Anyway, point is so we got here and we're like, all right, well, I, we we just moved to the area. We're not super familiar. Like, let's go to Yelp, right? Just as a place to start because sure. we don't know any better. Why not? So we we look, we look for pizza on Yelp and we take the top, you know, the top listing was maybe the worst pizza we'd ever had in our lives. <laughs> so Okay. Was it so we go so we go to number two on these were all local places. So we go to number two on the list. Second worst pizza we've maybe ever had in our lives. Like it was abysmal. And I don't know if we went to three or not but i said okay i see where this is going i went to the bottom of the list it Mm. was a place that had just opened and had abysmal ratings we we went there it was actually decent that place was out of business in six months no (laughs) uh. since then i do not trust this place to to i do not trust these people for a time yelp is you can't mm -mm. no 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 no, I'm i'm not i'm not i'm not blaming yelp i'm saying I don't trust this county to oh. know what good Italian food was. If it slapped them in the face,
0: <laughs> I, will <laughs> I will go on record with this.
1: I will go on. No, if you want, if you want pretzels and beer and sausage, you come to Lancaster County, and you know you you'd be a pig in mud. But otherwise, it's you got to be.
0: Mm, yeah, <laughs> find a different strategy. Not Yelp. That's not going to help you here. I <laughs> uh, see. I thought you were making an indictment of Yelp because I find Yelp to be. Yeah, pretty predatory. Uh, in fact, they got themselves in hot water uh, a few years back okay. because yeah, they I were- don't I
1: don't use them nearly as much as I used to. But
0: so Yelp, uh, Yelp had at one point they, they were they were essentially mafia tactics. You know, protection you pay pay protection money. Oh. So so they would hey, you so got, would, got a hey, nice restaurant hey, there. It'd be a shame if you got, if really you got nice a bad re- re- review. Exactly. Actually, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> hey, you got a really nice restaurant there, and uh, we got a couple really. These are some bad reviews that you got there. Be ashamed no, if those didn't. reviews were sit at the top. I tell you what, if you pay us a little bit extra cash, we'll shuffle those bad reviews to the bottom. Or they didn't. Yes, yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, um, I'm deleting that did. right it was, now. It was total, total scumbag behavior.
1: Yeah, you lose instant and all. Oh, I mean, on when that one.
0: happened, like Yelp. I, I mean, didn't hear about. I mean, this. Yelp was holy cow. I mean, Yelp was That's abysmal. The starting position, I don't think that they set out to do this in their defense, but their sort of starting position in the market was the place you went to bitch and complain about bad food and bad experiences. Like you went to Yelp to see what the bad reviews look like. That was where it started. Now, I think they've, I, I assume that I haven't used it because... I saw this pretty early on what was going on. I remember reading some articles about it. And I remember seeing that these companies, they interviewed some of these local business owners who got approached Mm -hmm. by Yelp marketing or sales about these deals. Like, hey, if you pay us money, we'll make these things go away. When I saw that, I was out. I haven't used them no. since, so
1: I'm not sure. If I would have seen that, I would have. I would have deleted it instantly. Gross. Yeah, because like I know. Okay, I get the business model. I get how the games are played. I get how the met. Like I understand. You got to read these with a grain of salt. Even day mm-hmm. one, you had to. Mm-hmm. You got to read stuff with a grain of salt. But to know that the to know that Yelp itself was doing this shenanigans. Yeah, that's no, that's it.
0: Yeah, so that was super. That's so garbage. that was super duper gross. Yeah.
1: That um, is way gross.
0: Yeah. So they, <laughs> I thought that that was, um, yeah, not, not, not cool. Not, not cool at all. Just vomited a little in the back of my mouth. Not cool, man. Not cool. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, What else we got going on here? Um, oh, something I've been working on personally. Um, I, I, I don't know if you hear this a lot. How often do you hear people say, from my perspective or from a such and such subject perspective.
1: You know, from my mm. perspective, blah blah
0: blah blah. Or from a from a security perspective, we have to blah, 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 you know. Have you ever I'll let this? you go on your thing?
1: like I'm guilty of using that as a linguistic crutch, but uh-huh. I, the underlying issue there I have is why do you have to underwrite every statement you make with some identity context? Uh-huh. Like, well, acting as a security
0: person or acting as a de-
1: well, just I feel, say it.
0: I, well, you just—I I think you hit the nail on the head. It, it is a linguistic crutch. So this is just a random minor sidebar thing. I have noticed others saying it in my in my professional life mm-hmm. across the spectrum. I see. I see a yeah. lot of people use this in a lot of different ways. You know, well, I say a lot of different ways. It's used one way, but um, you know, in, in a lot of different contexts. And when I hear it, it makes my ear twitch. It, it makes my eye twitch now. Like I, I just, mm-hmm. it, my head tilts to the side. It's, I, I, it, it grates on me. And so I am working to not say that myself. So I'm Just trying to work out. Uh, work we can be accountability my, partners. Yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I wanted to go on record for that. And, you know, PSA, if you're saying from my perspective, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, it's obvious. You're saying it. So yes, it's your perspective. (laughs) People do it to couch though. It's a hedge. Yes, it's a hedge. That's exactly what it is. Yes.
1: I think what we're going to find is blank. Why did you say I think? Of course, it's what you think. You're saying it. You had to think it before you said Mm -hmm. it. Just say what you wanted to say. But people, there's some, I don't know if it's like the legal mentality where I want an out in case somebody calls me that I didn't try to, present this as fact, but I presented it as an opinion. So therefore it's not my fault if you trust it and it's wrong, or I don't know what the underlying mechanism is there. It's just, I will be, I will falling. be your.
0: It's, it's trying to, it's, it's trying yeah, to, it's, pad. Weak. it's, it's trying it's to, it, it is, it is trying what I think people, and you see this in writing a lot too. Um, when you're dealing with, especially, uh, a, 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 like we talked about, was it last week or the week before, you know, when you're dealing with a contentious thing, aside from letting the other person finish speaking, if you're dealing with that, one of the ways that you actually come off sounding weak is to add a lot of flair and descriptors to your language. Yeah. Well, I think we might want to consider maybe thinking about, the, you know... You're the and, and, you're the awkward little
1: teenager asking the girl out to the dance. Well, maybe if you wanted, we might be able... I thought maybe you would consider maybe going if you wanted mm-hmm, to yeah. to the... Th-
0: Yeah, it's it's exactly what it is. And it's funny how we don't grow out of some of those habits or the ways in which those 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 tendencies resurface outside of our awkward teenage
1: years. (laughs) I have I have young kids and they've already started to like and I hate it. Oh, yeah. I'm on. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. With my daughter. Did you did you think that or did you say that? That's -hmm. always my response. I was like this. No. Did you say this or did you think this that I? uh, that bothers mm-hmm. me. That's yeah. a, mm. and my, I know you know cranky old man yells at cloud. Like I get language evolves, and and we're just being cantankerous. But that one actually does introduce meaningful stuff. If you ever had a conversation with somebody, and they're describing a conversation to you, and they said this, and I was like that. Well, wait a minute. If that's what you thought in response to their statement, that's one train of thought that I. But can if take you actually this responded
0: to them? If you actually
1: said that. You're in the wrong, like, Uh and I just said, Uh like, it's, it's a very, I don't, when it's very, very clear what the meaning is, it doesn't bother me quite as much. But the fact that it gets baked in seven different
0: points in every sentence
1: does irk me.
0: I I worked with, I worked with somebody at one point who said, who said like almost every other word. It was, (sighs) it was just a, it was a verbal tick at that point. It wasn't even part of his speech. He was just using it to fill space while his brain caught up with his mouth, and oh my gosh! I worked. I worked for a few years.
1: I worked for a few years with a flagrant ummer. Ooh, and and it was the same thing. Mm -hmm.
0: That's a. That's another. That that one's hard. That one's a lot harder to fix. I do it. I. I mean, when I'm reviewing podcast episodes, I catch myself doing it. Um, If there's Mm -hmm. one thing that the podcast has been good at, it's been the the mirror for my breaking you my, of your ha- yeah. The so you speech habits. Yeah. Once you get, mm-hmm. once you get over the awkwardness of listening to yourself and it just becomes a, uh, just becomes an exercise. It's like staring so at yourself in a that- mirror when you're doing, when you're at the gym, you know, most people newcomers to the gym, they hate, they hate the mirrors. They don't want to be in front of the mirrors because they feel weak and feeble and things like that. Once you get familiar and comfortable with the movements, you realize, Oh, the mirror is so that I can see how I'm doing it so that I can improve my my posture. Once you get over yourself, it's actually a useful tool. It's the same thing with listening you have to podcast. get out of your own head.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I I'm a, a hobbyist woodworker, and just the other day, I took a video of myself resawing some four quarter cherry because I kept coming off plum. It doesn't mean yeah, anything. you know, to anybody, as you do. I mean, I come I kept off off as of as
0: apple <laughs> all the time. Yes, you know, I as, I hate as those you guys. Do. They, yes, all I of mean, those Apple's apricots garbage. down there in the woodshop. I mean, more oranges um, than. Apples. I kept
1: sawing crooked in a certain direction, mm-hmm. and so I I put my camera up to tape my to tape. Okay, anachronism. To, oh my you know, gosh. this wow, how old is are anachronisms
0: you? daily. Oh my um, gosh, do you remember? Hold on, let's just go back in time here to when okay, there used to be it's, it's thin strips of black go. plastic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 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 right. So I videoed myself, recorded myself sawing, and I noticed, oh, my my wrist kicks in a little bit on the downstroke. That's why I keep going. And but I'm used. to, I think a lot of people. I just said I think. Did you I, hear it? I caught myself. I think. I think. A, I just started. Well, that I think, think
0: sentence is with, okay. Think. That's okay. Think is okay. A Mike lot of people.
1: Not. A lot of people are used to seeing themselves in a mirror in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're not used to watching themselves do something, and Correct. that's where. I, I put on uh, LinkedIn a little thing a while back and I said, you know, if you spend a lot of time on the phone, record yourself from time to time and listen back to it the next day, you will catch verbal ticks. It will help you improve. And the first few times you do it, you're going to hate the sound of your own voice. You're not even going to mm-hmm. be able to get past that. Once you get over your own voice, because it doesn't sound the way that you think it sounds inside mm-hmm. your own head, then you will be able to critique your own speech patterns and become a better speaker and so on and so forth. I have had people to this even as late as a couple of weeks ago I've had people come up to me and say you know what I, you, you posted that so long I, I really like that and I one of two things happens most of the time uh, people will tell me I don't I don't have the gumption to do it but it's a really great idea and I should. Wuss. And then a couple of people have said I've done it and you're right I hate my voice and they never made it past that point.
0: Great. So you've so you had you have had a bunch of people come up to you, all of which have failed. So I've on made suggestions. Way made, to go. You've made, I've made zero made, impact.
1: I have scared the majority of people, and I've grossed out the the, the remainder. <laughs> that's if I, if that's all I accomplished for twenty one, I'm going to consider this year just an unabashed I, I mean, success. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, twenty one <laughs> is just a win all around. I mean, geez, look at this <laughs> diamond at hands, baby. Bro. Yeah, I should
1: I should buy that's, GME. I should buy GME.
0: I mean, yeah, the ro- <laughs> the road that you're on, because I am winning. hashtag Stonks right here. hashtag Freaking Stonks.
1: <laughs> Tiger blood, man. I am winning.
0: <laughs> wow. There, there's one from the from the archives. Tiger blood. I'm reaching back. You're really. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my gosh! It, it, it's you got you've got it it's just like looking at yourself in a mirror when you're working out it's the same reaction i look hideous i don't want to do this i don't want to see myself when you hear your voice i sound hideous i don't want to hear this i don't want to experience this what everyone else around you is so meaningful insight is just on the other side of that pain yeah you just you just have to get past it and it makes a huge difference long term because you're it able does. to um you know improve it, Toastmasters has built an entire business around this: is getting people over mm-hmm. that home. That's all mm-hmm. Toastmasters does for public speaking yeah. is gives you the mirror, getting and people makes over you themselves. Stare in the mirror, and because you're giving them money, it's well, okay, I really should listen because you know I'm spending all this money. I you know yeah. try and get my money's worth out. So it's worth it. It's definitely right. worth it. All right. Well, this has been another uh, totally random episode of the Refactor Podcast. Uh, thanks to my uh, host, Chris here. Uh, I'm going to do things a little out of order today. You can go find out uh, more about Chris's stuff at uh, chris.tonkinson.com. You can find out my stuff at hotkoles, K-O-E-H-L-S.com. I actually have an article that I have been just dabbling with in the background. Every time I think I'm done, I add another section of it. It's turning into a veritable white paper. Um, it will come out <laughs> at some point in the near future. I promise there will be something sure. more recent. It's got visuals. I have I have graphs. I, I, I've got the I've got the charts and stuff. Um, Visuals. Oh, legit. I'm convinced. Legit. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's pictures? Oh, now it's much more legitimate. I'm in. <laughs> Take my money. Stuff that's more recently updated, like this podcast, you can find at refactored.work. <laughs> if you want to give us some feedback, you can shoot us an email, feedback at refactored.work. Uh, happy to share recordings on the air. Feel free to send us uh, clips of you asking comments or questions. Uh, this has been episode 45 of the Refactor Podcast on October 26 2021. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks,
1: Frank.